0: Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, bringing you the latest legal trends and business initiatives to help you manage your law firm. Here are your hosts, experienced lawyers, writers, and entrepreneurs, Heidi Alexander and Jared Correa. You're listening to Legal Talk Network.
1: Welcome to the fall episode of the Legal Toolkit on the Legal Talk Network. The Farmer's Almanac is predicting a rough winter, so hunker down, unless, of course, you live in or are visiting San Diego. In that case, as you were, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, hopefully you'll become a long-time listener. I'm your host, Jared Correa, and in addition to casting this pod, I'm also the Assistant Director and Senior Law Practice Advisor with the Massachusetts Law Office Management Assistance Program. LOMAP provides free and confidential law practice management consulting to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on LOMAP's offerings, visit our website at masslomap.org. You can buy my book, Twitter, in one hour for lawyers from the American Bar Association, on iTunes, or at Amazon. On the Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month with a new tool to add to your own legal toolkit so that your practices will become more and more like best practices. Today, we're going to learn how to become a power connector. The most successful law firms are built on a base of personal referrals, so lawyers know how important it is to connect widely and effectively. Acquiring further tools to grow personal networks is always at the top of any lawyer's to-do list. Judy Robinette is our guest today, and she's going to provide you with some more of those tools. Judy's the author of How to Be a Power Connector, the 5 plus 50 plus 150 rule, in which she offers effective strategies for meeting the people you need to know and bonding with them fast in order to further your goals and theirs. Judy has more than 30 years of experience as an entrepreneur and corporate leader. She serves as the CEO of both public and private companies and in management positions of Fortune 500 companies. Judy was a managing director of Golden Seeds Angel Network, the third most active angel investment group and one of the largest in the United States. She was a member of the Department of Commerce team that defined performance criteria for the Malcolm Baldridge National Quality Award for Performance Excellence in Healthcare that is a mouthful, for which she received an award from Bill Clinton. She's been called the woman with the titanium digital Rolodex. That's pretty good. For a more extensive recitation of her experience, visit our website at judyrobinett.com. So Judy, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Jared. Delighted to be here.
1: So let's start with what I think is probably the most important question we're going to get to. What exactly is a titanium digital Rolodex, and where can I get one? I'm just going to throw out a few items here, and you can tell me whether I'm warm or cold. Should I go to Brookstone, Sky Mall, or Target?
2: Ooh, you're a little cold, Jared, and this is the the perfect (laughs) reason I wrote this book, is because most people are in the wrong room.
1: Wow, that was a perfect segue. I want people to know who are listening that we didn't even plan that. No. All right. (laughs) All right, now for some real questions. So, Judy... In your book, you write about this concept of power circles, right? Specifically, you're talking about these 5 plus 50 plus 100 power circles, which is one of the reasons your book is titled as it is. So, one of the reasons I went to law school was I hate math. So, can you fill (laughs) us in on what that means?
2: Sure. So... The 150 is based on Dunford's Law, and this is a law that says that any group falls apart after it reaches 150. Even Roman armies were only put together in groups of, of 150. And so I came up with this concept because most people don't have the time, particularly lawyers who are trying to, you know, build their book of business, and tried to help people understand that it's not quantity, that it really is quality. So the first, the five circle, is more research that's done by relationship scientists who say that your first five to 15 people are those that are your close family and your friends. They know all the same people, all the same opportunities. The next level is 50, which I call the vital 50. And these need to be strategic, people that can help you get to your goals. And the big mistake people have is all of their friends are just like them or they're in the same industry, so they hit the wall. Either when they need to build their book of business and, and build up and out. And then the 100 is just people that you can have that come in and out. They're opt-in possibilities. And I'll just share a, a quick story. So Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's business partner, once said out of 100 people he meets, five are keepers, 20 he never wants to meet again as long as he lives, and the remainder are opt-in. And so the steps to, to really do this and make this powerful are, is to map out what you already have. And fill, second, is fill in the holes and then mine the network you already have because your influence is limited to a friend of a friend of a friend.
1: And so the vital 50, I like that. You get a lot of intellectual property bouncing around in this book here. And we'll talk about uh, ways to make those connections deeper as we move forward. So one of the things I think that's interesting is you talk about how entrepreneurs should apply strategic thinking and high-level planning to making and keeping their business contacts, which is not the way a lot of people think of it. They'll apply those uh, tenants to their general business decisions, but not necessarily when they're networking. So can you expand a little bit on that and how attorneys specifically can do a better job of applying strategic thinking to their networking and building out contacts?
2: Sure. So it's absolutely critical that you focus on your goals and even obstacles, problems that you need. And so you need to number one, think about what it is you need. Number two, who do you need, and how can you meet them? And and I often share with people: there's no lack of critical resources. There's seven billion people on the planet. Credit Suisse just uh, released a report a week ago saying that the global wealth of the world. By 2019, it's going to be $376 trillion. Hmm. There's so much information. It doubles every six months. It's in the cloud. Countless opportunities. So there's no lack. But again, the problem is getting in the right room. And oftentimes, people go to events, and they go to the same events over and over. And then they wonder why they're not getting more business, getting more referrals. And a couple of years ago, I was in New York for the World Economic, or Women's Economic Forum, and I listened to Madeleine Albright being interviewed by Charlie Rose. And one of his questions was, why aren't women more successful? Why haven't they made partners in law firms? Why, haven't, why aren't they serving on public boards? Hmm. And, you know, she first jokingly said, well, it's because of you men. But the second thing <laughs> I'll never forget, and she said, women make friends. Uh, they don't network. And recently I was in New York meeting with a group of three uh, top tier attorneys that are all making millions annually. And one of them shared a story that for years she had wondered why another attorney who was a close friend of hers had never sent her business. And so one night she became brave and she said to her, why? And the woman said, I didn't know you needed any business from me.
1: <laughs> well, that's an interesting concept. So you said $376 trillion in global wealth coming up, huh? That'll yeah. cover about half the national debt, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an interesting concept that you bring up. I think most people sort of, when they're networking, they think of having friends. I mean, and as you get older, as you advance in your career, your business contacts become your friends. So how do you set up that dividing line between friend versus business contact and how is it a different relationship to your mind
2: well you know um i'm friends with many i would say i'm certainly friends with the people that are in my vital 50 and many in the 100 Mm -hmm. but research also shows on average we know 632 people and those people probably aren't friends but the, the the real truth jared is that um, most of us don't mind the network that we already have. Everybody's got a network, yeah. and, and this comes up all the time. For instance, uh, a few months ago, I was introduced to Mike Muni, the co-founder of AX Software. He sold it for $48 million, now has one of the top contact apps that's free for your, your iPhone called VIP Orbit. And he flew in, and I said, Mike, you're one of the top-rated apps. I've never even heard of you. What are you doing for your marketing? And he, you know, gave me some information, and he finally looked very pensive, and he said, you know, Judy, if I could just get an article in Success Magazine, and I said, Mike, when you go back home, I want you to call my agent, my literary agent, Wendy, who introduced us, who's been a friend of yours for years. One of her best friends is Darren Hardy, who owns, publishes Success Magazine. His jaw dropped.
1: Well there you go. What <laughs> are the 632 people you know, right?
2: <laughs> well, and 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 the point is that, you know, even the people that are your friends, they know 632 people. And yeah. so, I, you know, I will talk about the the two golden questions, but yeah. it really is is critical that you leverage that you connect the dots with the people that you already know, plus, you know, build strategically.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Most people just don't ask. Uh, And that's a a big deal, clearly. Um, So let's get into another piece of your book here. You've set up what you call this four-phase system for making better connections. Obviously, we can't get into that in the construct of this podcast because it's not long enough. But what are some of the more immediately useful parts of that four-phase system that you could share right now?
2: You know, the first one I would tell people is start adding value to others now and, and just make it a daily habit. Who could you introduce someone to this week, today? what value what information what article what link could you share with them even being supportive is a great value add the second thing is to join a powerful group now recently i was introduced to a a fellow who had moved to salt lake he was recruited to as a high and wealth manager he he's black and he's gay so coming to conservative salt lake you know i thought he might have difficulty but very quickly he amassed an enormous book of business, outdid all of his colleagues. And I said to him, Byron, how did you do that? And he said, I joined the symphony. So I would tell you to rethink the groups that you're in and join yeah. powerful groups. And then finally, talk with strangers. Now, research shows we only talk to strangers 2 to 3% of the time, and that really is where the gold is. And just an example, after giving a speech in Washington, D.C., I was in Ronald Reagan Airport brushing my teeth in the bathroom. A lady walked in (laughs) that had the most elegant raincoat, and I said, you know, what a beautiful coat, and started talking, and she told me she'd also been giving a speech. And she handed me her card and said, you know, we ought to talk. Well, when I got on the plane, I looked at the card. It was Dr. Retha Clark. She's the chair of the National Corporate Directors. They have 20,000 Public directors. Now, that's a powerful group, and, and that's a great strategic contact, and that's the power of strangers.
1: Oh, absolutely. And people often don't explore that power because they're afraid to speak to people in lawyers' cases. Lawyers are often afraid to speak to people who are not other attorneys. So, that's a great point that you make. So, let's and how talk.
2: Sad. And how sad, Jared, because many of my very good friends are attorneys, and, and I adore them because they're so smart. Hmm. And so you know, and I think all of us are afraid to get out of our comfort zone, but really you have great value to add.
1: Yeah, I mean it's good that you adore attorneys. They they will love to hear that. You don't often hear the word adore and attorney in the same sentence. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> now I joined the nice templar a little while ago. I'm not supposed to be talking about it though. Um, Anyway, uh, let's talk uh, generically now about how do you develop the mindset to do this sort of thing? Because you've got a lot of good advice that you've given us so far. There's more good advice in your book. But how do you get yourself into the mindset of being a power connector and thinking about this on a regular enough basis that you can apply some of these tips?
2: Well, I think the most important thing is to understand the reason power is, is in the title is it's the power to make things happen for yourself and for other people. It's literally creating opportunities. And, and again, learning to add value to others. What might you help them with on their own goals? And, you know, one of the, the key skills is just learn to be scrappy. How could you connect the dots? Uh, you know, given that you have A and B, but you don't have C and D, how can you still get to E? And you always can. You can go over it, around it, under it, or through it. And all of the resources out there, you know, are connected to people. People write the checks. People give you referrals. And yeah. so if you just adopt some of these helping other people understanding you're creating opportunities, and you can think in your own life of a referral or something someone said to you, what an impact that had
1: absolutely most of the entrepreneurs i talk to who are attorneys the difference in whether or not they're successful is if they're scrappy and if they chase those marketing leads and then track them down so that's that's an excellent point thanks judy so this has been a great first half of the show unfortunately we've got to take a little break here when we come back we'll have more on making powerful connections with judy Robinette. This is normally the space in our show when we offer words from our sponsors, and this potentially represents a unique opportunity for you. The Legal Toolkit is seeking sponsors. You can hear your advertisement right here. If you're interested, contact the team at Legal Talk Network at info at LegalTalkNetwork.com. So if Pinkberry's out there, I think I'm your male spokesperson. You should check this out. It could be me and Lauren from the Hills. I think we should do this. Welcome back. We're joined today by Judy Robinette, and we're talking about becoming a power connector. So, Judy, we left off talking about developing this power connector mindset, but getting started, I think, is a hurdle for a lot of people. So, you advise folks to start networking by using what you call golden questions. So, first, why not digital titanium questions like your Rolodex? I think you should really run with that. Secondly, What makes these questions golden? Why do they work so well to embed connections between people?
2: Well, the Titanium Rolodex is is something you already have developed. And these are, are people that are already in your Rolodex or that you could access, though most people aren't. So these questions are really focused on potential strategic targets, individuals that you would want to have in your network. And, um, they are, the first one is how may I help you? And often people will be like a deer in a headlight because nobody is asking that, but that one is very valuable to start developing a relationship. You need to give first and ask second. And this is the Mm -hmm. powerful law of reciprocity and it helps you to be outward focused. So half of the people in the United States identify themselves as shy. And, and Jared, you'd mentioned how attorneys are uncomfortable with other people. It turns out half of us are anyway but if a psychologist interviews you, it turns out only 15% of us are shy, but the rest of us, you know, our guts are like turning, thinking, what if I get rejected? I don't have anything to (laughs) offer, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So that one helps you be outward focused. But after you've shared your story, and this can be after you've developed a relationship a bit, and you tell them what you're interested in, whether it's building your book of business or whatever, you say, number one, what other ideas do you have for me? And number two, who else do you know I should talk to? And this is profound. The reason that it works is because they will you'll actually see people turn their head slightly, and they're connecting dots in their head for brainstorming the best ideas, other information they have, so you're literally crowdsourcing the right information in context. And then finally, you're finding the very best people. And this is exactly how I got the Titanium Rolodex. I mean, I grew up in... Franklin, Idaho, population 600. I didn't know anybody of wealth, of power, influence, and even if I did, I'd have wondered what I would have had to have offered, and I wouldn't dare ask them anything. So, just the two questions of what other ideas do you have for me, and who else do you know that I should talk to, they are so powerful. It's like magic, and I would challenge everybody on the call to just try those two.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, having having a plan and being able to have questions that you can ask every time I think would help a lot of people, including yeah. attorneys. So I hope this means that you're on the Wikipedia page for Franklin, Idaho. Yeah. I haven't looked it up yet, but I feel like you should be.
2: You know, Frank, uh, Pedro's on that. If you watched, uh, you know, Vote for Pedro.
1: Oh, from the, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I
2: went to that high school, Jared. My, my law firm <laughs> can see in that movie. <laughs>
1: So are you comfortable being the second most famous person from Franklin, Idaho? Absolutely. (laughs) Now, you just mentioned that half of people identify as being shy, and you were one of those people. Um, You admit that you were shy and insecure until you were about age 40. Now that you're 41, (laughs) how how did you manage to break out of your shell?
2: You know, I, I was in corporate America. I worked for a couple of Fortune 300 companies. And I looked around and I noticed all these people were getting further ahead that with their career than I was. Hmm. And that sitting at my desk with my head down, working hard, uh, wasn't the answer that I needed to kind of quit being a loner. And I figured out that rainmaking career opportunities are all attached to other people. So it's important to get, you know, for me to get out of my comfort zone as it is for all of you yep. and to really be strategic. Because, you know, it wasn't going to happen uh, just because I was sitting there working hard thinking somebody would notice.
1: Yeah, well, well that'll do it, I suppose. So most business people, I think, as as we've discussed a little bit here, are good at networking and they understand that there is some intrinsic value in helping others. That's why they're good at networking. That's something that a power connector would do, right? So why do most people overlook such a simple tactic like that?
2: You know, I I honestly think that they don't understand how they don't understand that it can be really simple, pretty quick. Uh, people haven't really adopted it as a as a habit. You know, Oprah recently mm. had a campaign: just say hello to strangers, uh, and they don't understand how powerful because you become the go-to person, and then you're positioned for luck.
1: Mm. Oh, that's yeah, that's that's excellent. Positioned for luck, I like that. That should be a bumper sticker somewhere. <laughs> now, so we've been talking a lot about winning relationships, relationships that are effective, that help further people's careers. On the flip side of that, how do you recognize a potentially bad relationship and get out of it before it sort of deconstructs some of the stuff you've been doing that's good?
2: You know, Maya Angelou's favorite quote of mine is, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And <laughs> as I think back <laughs> my life, that. Uh, situations and I think you know maybe I wasn't communicating clearly with that person or they didn't understand and I found out it was the tip of the iceberg so now I have what I call yellow flags before the red flags and Mm. another of my favorite quotes is Oprah who says learn to feel the feather on your cheek otherwise you get the brick to the head and if you (laughs) don't get the brick the wall falls in on you so everything you do and say says who you are. So I watch what signals people are sending, and I'm also aware of what ones that I send. And probably the first rule for me is, you know, know you, like you, and, and trust you. And one of my fellow angel investors often says, nobody's going to write a check that, the size that would buy a small home to invest in your startup unless they know you, like you, and trust you. And so relationship building is really about making and keeping promises, if you think about it. And if you look up the word promise in Latin, it talks about moving something forward. So mm-hmm. there are bad actors out there, and you can really listen to your gut. And I often think, you know, is this person a mouse studying to be a rat? Now, the really <laughs> bad actors are out there are, um, you know, the narcissistic, Types, and, and this is me 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 got you and, and the other one is sociopaths and the number one indicator that people aren't sociopaths is they have no empathy and this is one of the reasons it's so important to be generous and give and create value and so I watch carefully uh, people's behavior and you know up front it's trust and do they do what they say they're going to do do they you know have integrity Uh, the two things I look for are character and gravitas. And Mm -hmm. I used to say I'd only let people in my network that had a good head, a good heart, and a good gut, because you can find people smarter than you all day long that would just (laughs) simply eat your lunch. And and I finally boiled it down to, is this person an Oprah or a Martha Stewart? (laughs) Now, they're both billionaires. They're really good at what they do, but my money... I'm going for Oprah, and it's because of a value match. And so character is first. Character is first in my book and make sure there's a value match because, you know, there are 7 billion people on the planet, but you're only looking for 150 that will have your back and have your future.
1: And so one other point you made there, and I think we have time for one more question. So being aware of what other people are throwing off. You also talked about being aware of what you are doing, what other people recognize in you. How do you keep tabs on that, and how do you make sure that you rein that in so that you present as sort of a power connector to other people as well?
2: You know, the, I, I was so shy um, when I was younger, and I could see that I needed to get ahead. I needed to do something else, and of course, I wasn't going to ask somebody to help me figure it out. Mm. So I picked up Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, mm-hmm. and, and I think those lessons are so valid today. Smile, say hello, use someone's name. And, and I watch for those kind of things with people because it shows they're they're open, they're generous, they could be trusted. So those are some of the things that I, I look for and and I do that. Uh, I'm at the point now I even interrupt people when I'm at Starbucks or Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and I'll, <laughs> I'll give you an example you know so I went from shy, learned that when I started saying hi and really focusing on the other people that geez, there's a lot of great people out there. And most of them are happy to help if I'd ask. Well, then I made it a game to see if I could just talk to anybody anywhere. And it's to the point now, if I think I can really help, I'll even interrupt. So just as a quick example at Barnes and Noble, I was writing my book and and I, you know, my ear perks up. I hear two young gentlemen behind me and they're talking about their startup and they've got everything right. They've pivoted to get to profitability, usually have to pivot three times before you have a business model that will generate income. Mm -hmm. But when they start talking about angel investors, they're just really wrong. (laughs) And I turned around and I said, excuse me, I'm an angel investor. Could I just share a few ideas? And they said, yes. And I spent about 15 minutes and they took notes. And it's interesting. When I was done, one of them said to me, Well, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm writing a book. And he asked about my book. And he said, you know, I'm one of the marketing managers from Overstock.com. We get 15 million hits a month. Would you like to have your book featured? Now, when I called McGraw Hill, they about passed out. (laughs) And and here's an example of just, you know, and and you find out people are thrilled um, that you will help them.
1: So I think the takeaway here is that if you meet Judy in a coffee shop and she wants to have a conversation with you, stick around. (laughs) so i feel like i've been power connected with at this point i'm a little bit disoriented frankly but i'm going to pull it together enough to say that this has been a very enlightening conversation um unfortunately we've reached the end of this episode of the legal toolkit keep in mind however that you can check out all of our shows anytime you want at legaltalknetwork.com So today we've been talking to Judy Robinette, who's the author of How to Be a Power Connector, The 5 Plus 50 Plus 150 Rule, which is a great book that you should pick up. Judy, how can listeners find out more about you and about your book?
2: You know, you can go to my website. I'm on Twitter, just at Judy Robinette, no E on the end. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Send me an email, Judy at JudyRobinette.com. Love to hear questions, ideas, stories about networking you have or how I could help.
1: Or just meet her at Starbucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Judy. And uh, thanks, everybody out there for listening. Take care.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Legal Toolkit, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Heidi and Jared for their next podcast, covering the current business trends for law firms. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes.